welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. Let us keep those higher qualities expanding within us and radiating throughout our beings all of 2022, no matter the circumstances or appearances. And every day that we are blessed to see, let us sincerely show and share love everywhere we move, always making the conscious effort to spend time with and extend sincere gratitude and prayer to our mighty I Am Presence. Then let us observe with our eye, from a higher point of view, the positive changes that takes place within ourselves and the world when we make every effort to be loved. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the ground after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for food, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Genesis 1 24-31 When man approaches the creative level in his thought, He is getting close to God in his consciousness, and then the realization that he is the very image and likeness of his Creator dawns on him. This is the consciousness in man of Christ. On the sixth day of creation ideas of life are set into activity. Cattle represent ideas of strength established in substance. Creeping things represent ideas of life that are more subtle in their expression, approaching closer to the realm of sense. They are the microorganisms. The beasts stand for the free energies of life that relate themselves to sensation. Divine ideas are always instantly set into activity, and it was so. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And Jehovah God planted a garden eastward, in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Genesis 2 7-8 The unfolding man is God's man, or the divine idea of man in process of construction. The various ideas are being clothed upon, that is, made manifest. 
The manifest man is an idea until the Elohim mind in its Iam or Jehovah form begins its process of expression. Then Jehovah God begins to form or clothe the idea man in substance, which process, described symbolically in these scriptures, has been going on all down the ages. The manifest man is the man we see, the man we behold with our senses. Manifest man evolves or makes manifest the ideas that exist eternally in being. The spiritual man is the man we behold in our ideals. Ye are a temple of God. Eventually the manifest man and the ideal man merge into one, as Jesus said, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfected into one. Many have caught sight of the fact that the true body of Christ is a state of consciousness in man, but few have gone so far as to realize that this body is a temple in which the Christ holds religious services at all times. Know ye not that ye are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Under the direction of the Christ, a new body is constructed by the thinking faculty in man, the materials entering into this superior structure are spiritual substances, and the new creation is the temple or body of spirit. It breathes an atmosphere and is thrilled with a life energy more real than that of the manifest man. When a person has come into the realization of his true Christ body, he feels the stirring within him of this body of the indwelling spirit or Christ. He knows what Paul meant when he said, there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, the old things are passed away, behold, they are become new. Jehovah I am breathes the breath of life into Adam, who names the animals, the elemental life forms in which he exists, and becomes co-creator with Jehovah God in bringing forth his own perfection. The image and likeness man is God's idea of man, a man spiritually conceived, in whom are implanted the dominion and power necessary to bring forth the perfection of his Father, God-mind. Ye therefore shall be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect, said Jesus. The trials and reverses in the life of an individual can be traced to a definite cause in his thinking. In it there has been some error of belief or some confusion of thought, which in its natural course under the law has worked itself into outer expression as in apparent loss, an accident, a disappointment, or a disease. We deplore the condition yet see in it two possibilities of good. First the manifestation has fulfilled the law and provided an avenue of escape for the pent-up error within, and secondly, it has taught a valuable lesson. There is small comfort in the thought that an earthquake has relieved a strained and normal condition in the earth's crust. Yet when we look a little deeper, we see that a strained and abnormal condition in the race thought that had it become manifest has been relieved and the race consciousness is the better for it. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the ground, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all that they chose. And Jehovah said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for that he also is flesh, yet shall his days be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. And Jehovah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented Jehovah that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Genesis 6 1-6 When we lower our ideals to a material basis, the sons of God are taking unto themselves wives of the daughters of men. Jehovah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. When we join spiritual faculties like faith, 
will, and imagination to material surroundings and personalities and sensual desires, we are falling short of the law of being, which is that these higher faculties shall draw from the formless and be joined to that realm. The Nephilim represent spiritual ideas, sons of God, uniting with psychical forces to bring forth unregenerated physical forces. To unite spiritual ideas with sensual images is in direct opposition to divine law and in the scripture is termed wickedness. When the wrong use of the spiritual faculties reaches a certain limit, the law, Lord, of our being begins to regulate the consciousness. Outraged nature reacts, a destruction of the false, man-made condition sets in. Mysteries of Genesis, by Charles Fillmore, 1936. Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 If there is no relationship between the hidden majesty and the hidden glory of the Chaldean Kabbalah, which we are told was left behind him by Enoch when he was translated in such a mysterious way, then we must discredit all circumstantial evidence. But it is not barely possible that these four ancestors of the Kish race typify in their esoteric sense the four successive progenitors of men, mentioned in Genesis I, 2 and Vi. In the first chapter, the first man is bisexual, male and female created he them, and answers to the hermaphrodite deities of the subsequent mythologies, the second, Adam, made out of the dust of the ground and unisexual and answering to the sons of God of chapter 6, the third, the giants, or Nephilim, who are only hinted at in the Bible, but fully explained elsewhere, the fourth, the parents of men whose daughters were fair. Taking the admitted facts that the Mexicans had their magicians from the remote periods, that the same remark applies to all the ancient religions of the world, that a strong resemblance prevails not only in the forms of their ceremonial worship, but also in the very names used to designate certain magical implements, and finally that all other clues, in accordance with scientific deductions, have failed, some because swallowed in the bottomless pit of coincidences, why should we not turn to the great authorities upon magic and see whether, under this aftergrowth of fantastic nonsense, there may not be a deep substratum of truth. Here we are not willing to be misunderstood. We do not send the scientists to the Kabbalah and the Hermetic books to study magic, but to the authorities on magic to discover materials for history and science. We have no idea of incurring the wrathful denunciations of the academicians, by an indiscretion like that of poor Dame Musos, when he tried to force them to read his demonological memoir and investigate the devil. H. P. Blavatsky The history of Bernal Diaz de Castilla, a follower of Cortes, gives us some idea of the extraordinary refinement and intelligence of the people whom they conquered, but the descriptions are too long to be inserted here. Suffice it to say, that the Aztecs appeared in more than one way to have resembled the ancient Egyptians in civilization and refinement. Among both peoples, magic, or the arcane natural philosophy was cultivated to the highest degree. Add to this that Greece, the later cradle of the arts and sciences, and India, cradle of religions, were and are still devoted to its study and practice, and who shall venture to discredit its dignity as a study, and its profundity as a science. There never was, nor can there be more than one universal religion, for there can be but one truth concerning God. Like an immense chain whose upper end, the Alpha, remains invisibly emanating from a deity, in statu abscondido with every primitive theology, it encircles our globe in every direction, it leaves not even the darkest corner unvisited, 
before the other end, the Omega, turns back on its way to be again received where it first emanated. On this divine chain was strung the exoteric symbology of every people. Their variety of form is powerless to affect their substance, and under their diverse ideal types of the universe of matter, symbolizing its vivifying principles, the uncorrupted immaterial image of the spirit of being guiding them, is the same. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 Precious ones, when you want my Herculean protection, it is tantamount to saying you want my Herculean love to stand between you and the destruction of the outer world, and if you ask for my love, you shall always receive it. I have never once ever refused it to any part of life. And so shall you, one day, know the glory of its power by using the great central sun magnet's love. When you think you need things of this world, when imperfection appears, you will call that power into action, and you will forever remain untouched by the destructive forces of this world. You have nothing to fear from tonight. Send your love to your presence and to us, to that great central sun magnet, and that love is master over this world. If you ask for that central sun magnet's love to come in and through and around you as your deliverer come, hate cannot approach, hate cannot live within, hate cannot manifest in your world, and there is nothing so supreme as that love which is your own precious I am presence, and the life of the great central sun, the life of the ascended masters and their great octave of beauty and perfection. And that love, that power, that life is freedom. May it clothe you tonight with the ever-present reminder that the great central sun magnet's love, ever pouring back in answer to you, is your solution for every problem in this world. Try me out and let us go forward and teach life everywhere to love the great source, the mighty I am presence, that gives us all. Thank you with that love tonight. Beloved Elohim Hercules There is something else I wish to bring to your attention and show you how far down through the centuries has come some recognition of me. The thought of Hercules as the giant of power has not died in the minds of men. They have portrayed me rather amusingly sometimes. I do not look like some of the pictures they have drawn, thank heaven, but that was their idea in those pictures, not my appearance. I hope before too long, you may have my likeness, and I trust I will not disappoint you, or the picture will not. It represents some of my activities with a fire element. Each one of the seven mighty Elohim has a definite service to perform naturally to the earth, yet each one uses unlimited power, unlimited energy. Each one has all the qualities of each other, but one is paramount, for each one is a special service which that life stream offers. So, as the Elohim of peace said to you that the power of peace is necessary in the outer, so do I say to you in every constructive quality that you call forth, you must have some action of the blue ray within it, or you don't have any energy to make it act. If you will call for my sevenfold blue flame to strengthen every quality within you that is constructive, and to protect every quality that is constructive, then I will be able to bless you more powerfully than ever before. Remember, a direct flame from my heart is anchored within the forehead of every human being on this earth, and through that flame I have given you from the beginning, the blessings of my life stream. Beloved Elohim Hercules, 